Dave Reeves, Managing Director, Calibus Resources. Calibus is developing the Warrawoona Gold Project in the Pilbara of Western Australia. Um, stage one is targeted to produce 90,000 ounces per annum. And then uh, once we've bettered that down, stage two will take that to around 130,000 ounces per annum. We Last week, we started commissioning of the plant, so not far to first gold pour, so pretty exciting time for the company. Dave, good to see you. Very exciting times indeed. I've seen you since September. Your uh, share price has been on a bit of a rip at the moment, from 56 to 82. Not too shabby in this environment. Um, so is it, was that the re-rate? Have we seen the re-rate or is there more to come? Oh, absolutely more to come. Uh, you can look at it in many ways, but if, if you look at Capricorn Metals, that's down here recently has gone into production. Uh, from where we are now to where they are, you know, they're about a year ahead of us. They're probably up another 100% from there. Uh, and that's assuming things go well, and you know, we're quietly confident uh, about all of that. But uh, all of the broker coverages, et cetera, have you know, quite a lot higher target prices than where we are at the moment. Okay, so let's let's look at it. You, you, you commissioned, right? So, what's this ramp up period look like? Because people go, "Oh, you're pouring," so money's money's going to be pouring in. It's uh, easy breezy for you uh, guys now. What's the reality? You first pour through to you know nameplate. What what what's that look like? Yeah, so firstly, commissioning is quite a long and involved process. You know, we have got to turn on all the power, test all of that, make sure it's safe. Then we start bumping motors. Are they you know wired the right direction so they pump? one way, not the other. Then we introduce water and make sure we check for all leaks. So if, once we intru- you know, introduce chemicals, they don't spray over the place. So it's a very sequential process and um, we've allowed up to eight weeks um, for that commissioning period. That's without any ore. So it's all dry commissioning and wet commissioning and ore is only introduced you know, sometime before the end of eight weeks. Um, once that's introduced, it's generally about two weeks to your first gold. Um, and with these plants, once you've got all going in, uh, it's a pretty simple plant in many ways. Um, so we would expect by the end of the June quarter to be, you know, well and truly at nameplate capacity. Okay, so re- relatively, relatively quickly, um, and a nice gold environment to be going into um, as well. I suppose no complaints from you about gold price. Um, is it worth maybe just taking a look at uh, some some of the images from that? Sure, Matt. Let's um, let's take a look at what's going on. This is actually almost two weeks old now. Um, our drone pilot's off off site at the moment, so we'll be getting a refresh uh, in the coming week. Um, and some of the things that have changed: uh, this raw water pond is now full. Our ball fields are commissioned. We've got all of our nine megawatts installed and and powered up in the in the power station behind it. And this switcher in behind it's live. Um, and then we'll move through into water services, we've got reagents, you know, all of CIL tanks where the gold's dissolved, that's pretty well complete, and all the steel, all the ancillary buildings are good. Um, I'll just stop it there briefly. Uh, With our announcement last week on commissioning, we talked about the VSD, the variable speed drive. It's the most complicated piece of equipment we've got. It's, It's the thing that turns the mill and we can turn it up and turn it down. Um, so we've actually had that running and turning now, so that's pretty exciting. And that's that's normally something which you might need a bit of time to to correct if there's issues, but that's gone seamlessly. And all the mill structure with gravity gold, cyclones, etc., line silos up. All of this is now complete. This is a transfer station and rhombin. All of this is now complete. 
um, pretty well ready to take all. We've got to put on conveyor belts, but we now have to work through that electrical, mechanical, little by little work our way through all these these parts um, so we can actually be tipping uh, or in, in the not-too-distant future. I'll, I'll just leap ahead. Uh, Rompad's starting to fill up with all. We want about 200,000 tonnes of ore on the pad when we turn on the mill. Uh, we've got just over 100,000 at the moment. Um, and one of our social media tweets during the week, we've got um, uh, some of the trucks rolling in now, um, the bigger trucks and the bigger diggers. Um, I'll just stop that there. Do you want to have? Do you want me to bring that up, Matt? Yeah, if you don't mind. I mean, who doesn't love big boys' toys? Okay, can you see a truck? Yes, sir. Look at that. How many tonnes is that? Yeah, so, you know, the... The plant's looking good, but we, we've got the bigger kick coming in now. We've had these little 40-ton articulated trucks at the top of the mountain. As the mountain's getting levelled, we're now bringing in the bigger kit. Those were 100-ton trucks. This is a 200-ton bigger. Needs a couple of trucks to pull it in. It's, it's that heavy, so that's all on site, getting assembled. You know, in, in the next week, they'll be um, firing on all cylinders in anger in the pit, so really starting to ramp up the mining side as well. Okay, so again, just for just for people who are perhaps coming new to this, remember, we, we, we talked about ninety thousand ounces, you know, stage one, one hundred thirty thousand ounces, stage stage two. Just remind us of the the um, economics from the study, um, if you don't mind. Yeah, so all in sustaining costs around Australian thirteen hundred an ounce, and today gold is twenty six fifty an ounce. Um, yeah, look. Hand on heart, we'll see a bit of cost increase. Diesel and explosives and labour have gone up remarkably in the last six months. So the 1300 was a bankable number. Now you're seeing 5 to 15% increase in, in cost probably in that time. Um, so, you know, it's still a healthy margin of over $1,000 Aussie an ounce. Well, that was where I was going. I was trying to work out what that number is because we've seen people like slowing down their feasibility studies because they don't literally want to make announcements. They're, they're not running on the margins that you guys are because costs have gone up. So you're saying 5 to 15% seems to be a reasonable estimate. Do you think that's sus the, is that sustainable or do you think it'll come back yeah, off? Yeah, that's the operating cost and, and I think some of those will drop. A lot of that's diesel and fertiliser prices that goes into explosives. And I do think you know as the world normalises a little, you'll see that come back a bit. Certainly on the capital side, you know, we timed it by the skin of our teeth. Um, the cost pressures at the moment are horrendous. You know, we're upgrading the airport locally. That price in a year has gone up 30%. Um, so if you're looking at developing a project, uh, certainly in Australia at the moment, you know, it's massive cost escalation. People just don't want to quote because they're unsure about obtaining supplies. They're unsure about timing of delivery. They're unsure about labour to execute. So they're putting a lot of risk factor in. Yeah, it, it, I think some of the more marginal projects will um, delay things um, until they kind of uh, can maybe present a better narrative into the market. But for you, you guys, so on, on track, on time so far, no money issues um, in terms of the because the, the you've you've already kind of dealt with the the cost. You've got fixed pricing in there, so you don't expect it to go up too much more. Where you can manage that, but there are going to be things like fuel where perhaps ongoing you aren't able to kind of fix those prices in. Is that the picture? No, no, I wish we could control the world's fuel price, but it's slightly out of our control. Um, so, look, we, you know, we are commissioning. So our capital's pretty well done. 
So our focus is turning to operating. Uh, you know, we've got maybe 5 to 10% of the capex left to spend. Um, so we're really talking operating now, and our main costs are labour and fuel. Right. And in, in, in this environment, with the expectation, it's always been historic that, you know, in, in economic environments like we're seeing globally at the moment, gold prices will rise. Therefore, do you bother to hedge on the gold price or do you, you know, leave it to the market? So we, as part of our financing, we borrowed 110 million. We have hedged, um, you know, so we've hedged 145,000 ounces over the next three years. Uh, at just under 2,400 Aussie an ounce, so still a very good price. Uh, and we needed to do that to keep dilution down to maximise value for shareholders. You know, that, that's enough hedge for us at the moment. We will continue to look at it as we go into operations, but for the moment, it's all about commissioning, gold bars, betting it down, making sure it all's working as, as it says on the box, and uh, Go that next step later on. Okay, d d yeah, do what you say, say what you um, do. Come back on, we want to see that that first pour. I think that's what people get really, really excited about. And that's if, as you say, that that could be a re-rate re scenario for you. We'd definitely love to hear from you. But um, I want to talk about something else, right? You've just announced that you are no longer just a gold company. We're going into lithium as well. Why are you doing that? Uh, just opportunistic value for shareholders. We're in the right geological environment. The Pilbara of WA is one of the major exporters of, of lithium in, in the world. And we looked at our tenements. Uh, we looked at some other tenements in the area. We said, look, buy ourselves. We've, we've got some interesting tenements. But with a, another company we've done transactions with before, we can combine into something that's got real critical mass. We've put together just over a thousand square kilometres of really good lithium tenure in the East Pilbara. And it really hasn't been looked at that much. And a lot of these old lithium mines are around Alton and Tantalum mines from the 1900s. And this one area in particular that we've announced today, Spear Hill, has really seen no lithium exploration, but it was an old tin Tantalum area. Um, so, yeah, lithium was, it's obviously a, a forward-facing metal. Everyone's excited about it. Its price is through the roof. Um, and to sit there and not do anything when we, we thought there's a very good chance of finding lithium out there, um, would seem a bit lazy and, and missed an opportunity. So here we are. We've gone into lithium. Gold is still our focus. And Warrawina is still our focus. But we think we can add potentially a lot of value through the lithium side. Right. So how, how, what's, what's the similarities between gold exploration and lithium exploration? Boots on ground. So it's all in the same area. We've got the infrastructure in place. Um, you know, the stuff we found, it's outcropping. It's not through any amazing geophysics. It's people out there with boots on ground, walking, having a look, mapping, looking at the rocks, seeing what's going on. So, you know, to have that infrastructure in place, to have the knowledge, to, to know people in the area, it, it's very helpful for us. And that's why I think one of the reasons we've been so successful, I mean, we only put this new lithium venture together a couple of months ago, and, and here we go. We found something over a kilometre in length already. I mean, that's that's just sensational effort from from the team. Right. So you, let, let's let's be clear about what. So it's a, you, you've got fifty percent of this joint venture, um, and you've said our, our focus is is the gold. So you're not going to get distracted um, in terms of um, capital allocation, people allocation. Is that going to be a distraction for you? No. So we'll we'll form a a, a separate team that that company will have as its own for you know geologists it won't be our gold geologists 
they'll focus on the lithium. Um, from a capital allocation, it's small at the moment. You know, we're spending $10 million a month on the mine site in operating costs. We're talking a budget for the first year for both parties of maybe $5 million for the lithium. So, you know, it really is a, a minor amount, especially compared to the cash flow we're putting out. But we feel that that minor amount could turn into a very large value uh, enhancer for shareholders. Right. And again, in terms of how you play that going forward, it's, it's, it's a joint venture. So does this joint venture get, is it sitting in a separate operating company at the moment or, or not? Or does it get spun out to a separate public company? I mean, how, how do you n- intend to play this? Yeah, so it's actually, we've actually put our, our lithium rights and some tenements and, and the other companies put their lithium rights into a new company. So it's already in a new company, owned 50-50. And we've done that so that should we desire, it's very easy to spin that out into a, a new listing um, and bring in new shareholders and new capital that way. So it has been structured from day one with a spin-out in mind. You know, the age-old question is, is when? You know, at the moment, if we're producing cash and we can add a lot of value, why would you spin it out at, at that stage? Why not take it up into a resource you know, really get some meaningful value behind it, and then spin it out into that study stage. Okay, that that that's 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 interesting. So I was going to ask you, Nate, what what does it need to look like before you consider that spinner? So, sounds like you would be happy to go reasonably quite far down the line within a private entity before you you, you did so. Um, and I guess that's going to be a factor of what whatever's going on in the lithium market. Obviously, price is going nuts at the moment, um, and relevant expertise because. You know, it's, it's difficult. It gets complicated the further you go down down the line with lithium in terms of you know what you're going to end up looking like. So, you, right for right now, it's just pure play exploration, right? Pure play exploration. Having said that, you know, I've been involved in lithium part time, if you like, for over five years. Um, so, I was chairman of uh, and founded a company called European Metals, uh, which has a big lithium deposit in the Czech Republic. It's a zinvaldite. It's a lithium mica. We're looking, as we've announced, we've got spodumene, which is the conventional lithium here in Australia, but also lipidolite. Now, lipidolite is, is processed into hydroxide and carbonate already by the Chinese. You've got an Australian company, Lipidico, setting up a, a pilot plant in the UAE to do that. Um, my experience with lithium micas through Zimbaldite, you know, th- there's a lot of background in lithium. Lithium is, is pretty well known to me. Um, so certainly very happy to have it in the stable. Right. Okay. So um, we recognise all of those companies. Um, right. I, I guess what I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to work out is like how does the market value a private entity where you don't need to necessarily need to report what's what's going on, um, or they don't need to report what's going on. Um, and you know, how do you put a, how do you guys put a, put a number on that? How do you give guidance as to what that looks like? Because again, it, it's a sort of grey area, isn't it? Well, because we've got a, a substantial shareholding in it, we've got to announce what it's up to. So the market will be fully informed what it's up to. And, and both parties are you know, very open to listing. So we would want to publicise what it's up to. So the market can value it. Um, so when we do look to spin it out, um, there is value in our, our share price um, through that asset. Okay, and your partner in this instance, um, how how are they capitalised? Are they going to be able to kind of keep up with their obligations, financial obligations? Uh, look, that's that's a question for them. Hayama Mining, uh, we're on the ASX, so now on uh, primary markets here. Uh, we know the guys very well in there, and we actually 
bought some tenements off them in the early days of Warrawoona, um, and have worked together well. Uh, and you know whether they want to fund it further, or whether we take more of the funding on and, and take a bigger percentage, or we bring in third parties at you know preferably an obscene valuation. Um, let's see. Well, that, that, well, you've, you've kind of answered the question, which is, you know, what, you know, how far are you prepared to go to kind of maintain this? I guess, I guess it'd be a factor of what you what you discover and whether you think there's value there. Um, well, like Dave, um, fantastic news. So, di- diversifying the, the the risk and more importantly, working towards that revenue generation on on the gold as well. Um, Appreciate the, the, the catch up. Um, stay in touch. Let us know how you get on with all of the above. Um, it should be a good year for you guys. Very good year and, yeah, very exciting three to six months ahead between first gold mm-hmm. ramp up, drilling starting on the lithium, uh, drill results due in from last year's expiration, this year's expiration for gold kicking off. So, yeah, it's going to be busy, but good busy. <laughs>